0: Get ready to be inspired with tips, tools, and easy-to-digest information. Let's do this.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Soul Tribe Podcast. Today's episode basically is going to be kind of talking about the ether, um, but also like where the Akashic Records is inside of that and like the concepts so we can better understand it because I think... If you've done our courses before, you'll know that we talk about the ether and the Kashuk records, but this is like a little bit more understanding it from a more, I guess, technical, ele- technical, elemental yeah. Yeah. perspective. That's right. This came up actually because... My Cosmic her, you yeah, stuff. Yeah, her
0: Cosmic you stuff, and we started digging like a little bit deeper and mm-hmm. how this question, we actually did an app ep- we've done a bunch of episodes that we talk about the dimensions, and where. The akashic records are stored and all that and that there had been people talking about um the akashic records being in a specific dimension we always talk about the fifth dimensional energy that we connect with and we wanted to kind of go into it a little bit deeper in the sense of you know we understand the akashic records to be in the ethereal realm the ether right and to understand that we are always going to keep this simple Right, we don't want to go too out there, but we want to explain it in a way that could make sense. Unless you're trying to correct Cosmic y stuff, then 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 you go into the technical stuff. This podcast isn't about this, it's about us understanding these concepts. And I think, really, with the Akashic Records, it's important to understand what we're connecting to. I think, you know, I think that helps us. I don't know, I I get like the sense that when I understand this, is me, I can only speak for myself, right? And I think for a lot of people that do readings with me and they ask these kind of questions. It's like the more you understand what you're doing, the more you can understand what capacity you have to connect, right? Mm -hmm. I think the Akashic Records is really, I don't know. It feels like such a, um, I always say it and I'll repeat it and we're going to say this probably several times during the episode that the Akashic Records, everyone has a right to connect to this information. Yes. We all do. It is part of our given, like God-given right. As long
1: as you're part of the collective or grouping, Mm. I guess is another word to say it. So for example, you can connect with information that is for you as an individual, um, to your Akashic Records. You have the right to connect to somebody else's if they give you permission. Mm-hmm. You have the right to connect to cash Records of your country, of the continent you live in, of the planet that you live in, of the solar system you live in. Um, but then you can't be like, oh, let me go find out the information from this universe that's in like a whole nother place, has nothing to do with me, that would be considered gossiping. Yeah. And you don't pertain to that collective currently doesn't mean your soul might not pertain to it in the future but currently right now as individually you're playing the character you're playing that is Lorena Lucia or whoever you are you actually don't currently have that right to connect to whatever it is outside totally completely external from you Um, so understanding that I think is really important because it's a level of respect and it's also a it's a protection the universe has for itself because of previous manipulation has happened that has actually affected us on earth Because of that previous manipulation, this law has been implemented to a really extreme point to the, when I say extreme, it's like, it's, it's a like rule and it's like, put your foot down rule. It's like, Mm. we're not going to let you surpass this. So that's why we've said before, like, there's people that are like, oh, I'm going to connect with the Akashic Records of Einstein, who's not here anymore. Well, did Einstein give you permission? No. So you're probably connecting to something else and you're convinced that it's Einstein, but it's not. Yeah. But let's, let's bring it down. There's a lot
0: of people that are connecting to their Akashic Records Asking things about, like, cosmic things. Yeah. We have we have the right to connect with that. Are we ready to get the answers to that? Maybe not all of us have that expansion or that openness to receive that. and We might not even ask those questions, but that, yes. Yeah. General things of, like, cosmic or universal, that's our right to know that information. Could it be blocked for several reasons in the sense of, are we ready to hear it? It could be progressive that we ask certain questions and we start to understand it more and more. And, and it that, usually is. It usually is that way. Yeah. 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 100%
1: yeah um okay so with that said i guess understand when we talk about the ether what is the ether so you could categorize it as a form of an element so we have earth air fire water right the four elements that we know here on earth by the way i'm telling you the four elements that we we manage here on earth there's actually other element forms if you go to other dimensions that we don't even know exist and we will not comprehend them with their like Current level of consciousness, we can't understand, that. but we're talking about the four elements right now that we have here on earth that we know about and that we understand. And so, talking about the ether, we know that the ether is one of those elements. Yeah, and so we could categorize it as an element, and inside of that element, there could be information from different levels of dimension. So, it's not just this dimension, it's Four, five, six, seven, eight, da, 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 we keep going up, right? So it contains the information of all those dimensions. So the ether is everywhere all the time. Yeah. It's not just above us. Because I think, I, think what I, th- I don't know what you, what you think, but like when I think about the ether, I used to think, okay, fifth dimension. And I'll kind of leave it there. Yeah, yeah. and I think what
0: our, this kind of chat that we had the other day when we started to like dig into this, I understood it at a deeper level. Yeah. Right? It's that everywhere. That it's everywhere. Even around it, it us is, here in the
1: heavier density. Oh,
0: yeah, it is it is everything and everything. It's everything, everything, like everything.
1: Yeah, it's around us everywhere. It connects to everything. And it connects to all cosmos, all planetary systems, all collective consciousness. It connects to everything. So nothing is left out. But then coming back to what we were just talking about, just because it connects to all of that doesn't mean you have, you have the right to access all of that information. You have to be a part of either that collective or that grouping or that system to be able to have the right to, uh, connect to that specific in information. Um, and so inside of the ether you'll have, so if you go to my cosmic you classes, you'll understand that we have, um, we're in material form. So this is matter. This is material form. We have, um, no matter, and then we have antimatter. So those are three forms matter, no matter and antimatter, and the ether can can contain the information and, and unfolds or no unfolds no, or surrounds. What's the word? Envelops. Envelops. Yeah, envelops. Okay, that that's the word I'm looking for. Or it
0: surrounds. Surrounds. You say surrounds.
1: Yeah, it surrounds and it's part of all of those matter, antimatter, and um, no matter. So understanding that, I think it's makes us comprehend more that when you tap into information, you can tap into information from this material form, from beings that are even more... Um, was suti, what's the word for suthi? Subtle. Subtle. Beings that are more subtle, that are not so material like us, but also we're connecting with realms that are like angelic realms, which are 12th dimension, which are beings that are a total different form than us. That's why, because we're all contained inside of the ethereal um, bubble, I guess you could, when I try to imagine it, it's like an ethereal bubble in my mind. hmm so Yeah. Everything's yeah. inside of that. Mm. A cloud. I see a little bit like a cloud. I don't know how you see it. Yeah.
0: I want to go back to something that we talked about in like the, the course. I, I don't remember if it was one day that you, I don't know if, if you brought it up in the course or if it was on a episode where you're talking about like looking at the Akashic Records as like a database. Yeah. Like a database of information, right? And it's like yep. the ethereal realm is the database. It's yep. not the Akashic Records, maybe. I
1: don't know. It's kind of changing my perspective. I think humans and Earth, we call it the Akashic Records. But another way to say it for the universe, because the universe doesn't call it the Akasha. Yeah. Generally speaking, they'll call it the server database, the universal mm. server database. Which is in the ethereal realm. Yeah. Okay. And in Cosmic would talk about how the evolutionary systems function. Where all the information when we just finished evolutionary system. So if you did my Cosmic U classes, you'll understand that in the twelfth of December of two thousand and twelve, which is also the same year the Mayans said, this is when our um, galactic night ended. So the more like oppressed version of our evolution ended, and then we began what they call galactic day. After that, so that's what the Mayans called the apocalypse. Right, mm, yes, kind of like yes. that. It wasn't the end of the world. It was the end of an era. Yeah, that was a whole thing, wasn't it? Yeah. So mm-hmm. the end of the era was the beginning of the light era. And so when an era ends, all the information that was obtained from the race, in this case, the human race, and also all the other, like, um, the animal kingdom and the everything that they, every being on Earth experienced when that day came, it was all brought into the database server. Mm so that's where it's all held that's why you can find that information from behind you or from the supposed linear time before you or behind us as in the past it's all contained in the database it's no longer really directly with us it's actually stashed somewhere now because it's not actually part of reality anymore yeah so understanding that you'll understand that just like earth evolutionary processes and experiences because that's just a process it's what did Lorraine experience?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What did Lorena's soul as this person over there in the past, so all of our lifetimes experiences. So yeah. incarnations. So all your soul's experiences were, were pulled out in that same moment and put into the database because the era ended. What we began to experience now is here around us, surrounding us now. Mm. But when the era ends, it will be pulled out with the, the ending of the era and put directly into the database. And that's where it will exist for the rest of the existing, well... Or time is not the right because time is for us here different than there. But okay, um, but understanding that you you understand that the ether doesn't have just a holding of a moment. It's everything that ever exists and it continues to exist and possibly will exist as well. The possibilities of probability. The probability and possibility lines. That's right yeah. that we talk about. Um, and so evolutionary processes of human earth are there, but also of everything else, like. The Pleiadians had their evolution. Like, the Actorian's went through a similar process as us, and the sense that they had their, like, dimming down years, and now their enlightened years. It, it, it happened way before us, of course, but it's going to be there as well. Hmm. And so everything is there. Every race, all the information is there.
0: So when we talk, because this, this is the topic that I was talking about earlier, when we talk about what dimensions we connect with when we connect to the
1: Akashic Records... Or where what dimensions are the Akashic records located in? And that was a I remember that's a question we asked, and we our consciousness level wasn't ready to understand it. Do you remember doing that? But I think it's shi- the, the message I get. It's shifted. It's like it's shifted. Maybe it's our consciousness. No, that's I think our perspective shifted mm. because when we channeled it, we channeled it for the Patreon for our community group because one of our community members was like, people are saying that it's in the thirteenth dimension and it's not in the fifth dimension and that blah blah blah, and so we're like, let's find out let's see what we get and we got that there was carbon copies all over the place now i understand it it's not that there's a version here and a version there it's that individuals that are in dead more denser um reality like ours we can't make it all the way up to the ether the car the the information process that's in the 12th dimension all of them have the same information stash that they have the right to access but we being here in a, such a lower density we don't have the ability to go that high in vibration to access information. So since everybody has the right to access information, they create what seems to be sort of like carbon copies yeah. in different dimensional levels where it's like, here, this is the fifth dimensional where the th- people from three and four can go to. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And five, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, the ether that we tap into, say, sorry, the database in the ether that we tap into as a cashier in third dimension, you and I, Lorena, Lucia... We're going into the higher version of fifth dimension. Yeah. So, um, that's us. The Taurians use another one. Mm-hmm. You know, the Pleiadians probably use another one. Blah, 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 blah. Because they're in sense. different levels. Yeah, that
0: makes total sense.
1: It's the same information, though.
0: Yeah, it's not like somebody's getting better information because they're going in a higher dimension. Yeah, no. 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 Okay, that to me
1: feels good. That that message, they're like confirming that for me. Yeah. Yeah. So understanding that i think is a really important process because every thought that you have every feeling that you have every belief system that you have every struggle you've ever had it's all recorded on a consistent basis there's no moment where the recording button goes stop give her a little bit of a break (laughs) let's record her after no it's recorded on a consistent basis oh it's everything yeah all of it all the time So that's really important to understand, especially if you're an Akashic records reader or if you're someone that's like trying to tap into this universal information, the more you're able to expand your consciousness, the more the ether can open up its database to you because you're able to understand more and the like, oh, because if you're at a conscious level where you don't understand it, not only will you not, your brain not understand it and can't receive it properly, it could also be dangerous to give you information that you can't understand because you might miss Inform interpret. yourself, or misinterpret, Mis- misinterpret, yeah. misinterpret yourself, and then you're going to give a whole collective the wrong information, and that could have severe consequences, Correct. important consequences.
0: Yeah.
1: So, it's not just that your brain can't only comprehend it, translate it, because when you're a reader you're receiving the frequency, and we we teach about we teach this in our kashikaritri courses, right, level one and two. You receive it via frequency. Your brain transforms into into information that you can express in words Mm -hmm. to the person that's in front of you, or you're writing it down because you're reading your own akasha records, right? So it turns into words that we understand, whatever language you speak. And if your brain can't comprehend it, not only that, you can't. It can't come through. The frequency can't be understood by the brain.
0: That's something I want to talk about. I know we're, it's it's not off topic, but we're talking about channeling. I want to specifically talk about, especially a lot of these, I got a lot of um, people that come to me for readings and a lot of people that are learning to read their own Akashic records. So they've done level one with us, for example. Most of the people that have studied with us. And there's this one subtle, you know, the word subtle, very subtle thing that I think a lot of us miss. And you've just explained it in a way that I think get out of your head that the messages are going to come through in somebody else's voice. Yes, yeah, true. true. It, it's, it's this thing that I keep seeing repeated on, over and over again. And I have to say, this is probably something I believed at some point too at the beginning. And it was something that I, I understood with time. And then I keep seeing it repeated. And I feel like it's something I have to say today. And I'll probably do a video on my, my YouTube at some point too of like how the messages come through, especially when we're talking about information. It's coming through your brain. Mm-hmm. it's coming through through your senses it's coming through your body it's coming through a lot of things. but i think mostly when we talk about opening our own and connecting to channeling to channeling those messages through the akashic records it's come it, you'll hear it in, it's like you you get it in your own voice yeah it's your own head it's information it's, it's ideas that are being popped into your head and you have to just write them down or say them out loud or type you know type them up or whatever but i think I hope this helps somebody I'm, i felt like i needed to talk about this mm-hmm. and it's so funny that you just mentioned that like that it just came up in that way but hopefully this helps any of you that are trying to connect to your kashic records because get out of your head that it needs to be in a voice that's that's somebody else's it's not how it really works maybe for some of you you might be connecting to something else and maybe that is the way it works for you but i would say 99.9 percent of the time for most people it is your own head your own voice It's just the way it works.
1: Yeah. And another good thing to, like, state is because I think a lot of us want to know about past lives. And that's why hypnosis is such a big thing. Mm. I was, like, want to know what experiences did my soul have in other lifetimes or in other planetary systems. And there's a system put in place to protect you and how much you can handle here. Because we have a limited amount of, like... I don't know what word to use, but it's like we're only able to comprehend a certain amount. And after that amount, it's like we get overwhelmed. Yeah. I don't know what other word to yeah, use.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's like bombarding you with, we always say like they don't want to bombard you with information.
1: Yeah. They
0: don't want to overwhelm you.
1: Yeah. Imagine like tomorrow you have a family member, a loved one die, and how many years of the life you're going to remember them and grieve them and, and miss them and think about them. Imagine that. For ten lifetimes, you're. If you were to remember every lifetime, and I'm just kidding, ten, because a lot of us have way more than thousands me. and thousands. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just gonna say ten, just to say ten. Let's say that Lucia or Lorena, we both had ten lifetimes. Where in that lifetime we had people that left that we missed. They're not here incarnated on this this or that this uh, current lifetime with us because they're doing something else. or they're somewhere else. You're going to miss every person that you had experience with in those lifetimes. We would not survive that. It would be too much emotionally. It would be too much. It would be too much missing. And then understanding that you're here in this denser form and you're trying to pop out of it and live, try to live a more free life, knowing that when you leave, you have complete and utter freedom. We wouldn't, we wouldn't stay here. We wouldn't live the experience. We'd all opt out to get get out ASAP. Boom, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. So the the veil, the supposed veil um, that makes us forget and that doesn't allow us to understand who we are, where we come from, is put in place for our own protection. Mm-hmm. And the same thing goes for the database information that sometimes somebody will come to a reading and be like, I want to understand this or I want to know this, and they'll give you specific information but not too deep. It's because... Right there in that moment, that's as much as they consider that you can handle. Yeah. Too much more, and it's like a breaking point for you, or it's a limiting um, scenario for yeah, you. Yeah, or
0: think of it this way. It might be too much, and then you, you, you'll you just disregard it. You won't believe it. As well. They might be. Yeah. It, and that's, they don't want that. They want you to understand things, but it, it's like anything. It takes time to integrate, to understand. It's like when we study, when you go to school, right? You don't learn all the math equations. You start, you start first with adding and subtracting yeah. and multiplying and dividing and then you move up
1: it's the same yeah. way the only moment that you're supposedly going to be ready in this lifetime if you are mm. if you get there to remember more past lives and more soul experiences is when your consciousness is expanded to a point where you understand how the universe functions understand where we come from for real like all this information i've been diving into only then will you be able to fully integrate the information from some of the past lives. Probably yeah. not at all. It's too much. It is a lot. Some of the past lives and be like, I understand the bigger picture and I understand these experiences my my soul had. But it's it's a process and it's not overnight. No. No, no. It's It would be too much. It would be way too much for the souls to kind of get to a point point, be like, okay, give me the information of, of every moment of existence I had. We would break down... First of all, our, like, our brain would break down from so much information. We would not be able to even survive in this reality because we wouldn't even be able to get up and go cook for ourselves and eat and keep ourselves alive because it would be too much to handle emotionally, mentally... Mentally, especially. More especially. than emotionally. It's too much to handle emotionally. So it's a protective... Because I think a lot the perspective of a lot of people is, like, the veil is um, a control thing. Like, mm. the veil was put upon us and it's a way of controlling us. Yes, it's a way for you to continue to have these experiences so your soul can expand and integrate more things. But it's the only way that you would do it properly. Yeah. Without yeah. overwhelming the, the brain. Yeah. Exactly. So understanding that, I think, is important to understand that the ether can only give you part of their, the database information that you're currently prepared to receive. If you're dying to understand more or if you're dying to get more information about yourself, the universe, the cosmos, then you need to begin the expansion process of your consciousness. It's the only way to begin to get that. Yeah. It's the only way. It's not gonna come tomorrow, where you wake up and you go, boom, <gasps> the veil just ripped out of place for me. I remember everything. No, your consciousness can only receive that kind of like reality of unlocking that part of your existence when you have have been able to expand your perception um, and your understanding of that this is just one tiny reality inside of 50 million different realities in the entire universe on so many dimensions. We're in dimension three, guys. We're in the lowest dimension that exists for an intelligent level that is a human being. We're the lowest. Yeah, yeah. The lowest. There's nothing lower than us from an intelligent level. There's nothing lower. So our universe... Our universe... So when I'm saying this, and this is stuff I speak about in my Cosmic U classes, our universe... I'm not, I cannot speak for other universes. So our universe where we are goes all the way to 40th dimension. We're in three. Just let that set in. We're in three. Think about that for a Think second. Think about that for a second. <laughs> three. So we're in three around our creator for this current universe is in is is around 36th. He's, he's existing in 36th dimension. I say he. Is not a he or she. But I'm just going to say he because I have, you know, it's... I have the tendency to call it a fat like a father figure, right? Yeah. So it's like 36 dimensions where our source creator of this universe is. I'm not talking about the energy everybody calls God. Go to 80th. It's sourced. Sourced, yeah. I think absolute is an 80th, if I'm not mistaken. Father absolute. The, the 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 being that everybody prays to is God. That's above our source of this universe. I think it's about 80th, if I'm not mistaken. I have to check back my information, but I'm pretty sure it was 80th. Mm-hmm. 80th! We're in three! <laughs> And each dimension is divided into at least three sets. The Keshe records try to make it simple. Lower, middle, middle, and high. So when you tap into a dimension, you're not just going, I'm in fifth, boom, I'm in fifth. No, you're in lower fifth, middle fifth, higher fifth. It's it's also shifts inside of that dimension that you need to be able to escalate. So the Keshe records that we currently access as readers is in the higher fifth dimension. And as human collective, we're trying to expand and quantum leap out of the third dimension into the lower fifth. We're, like, literally trying to just get our little tiny little toe into (laughs) the beginning of the fifth. Yeah. So that goes to make you realize that we're just the littlest piece of, like, sand in the beach. And there's so many more grains of sand sand that exist.
0: Yep. Just look at that. Yeah, it's, 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 I, I get that sensation when I look at the sky. You're like, we're nothing. We're just a little blip. That doesn't mean that we don't, that we don't have value, just, there's something so much bigger out there. We're Did just a part of something.
1: Hmm? Did you ever do that when you were little? Yes, all the time. You know what I remember doing when we would come back from, like, friends' houses or parties with mom and dad in the car it was at night? I, could, I remember looking out the window, and I would look at the moon and go, why is the moon always following me? Yeah. I remember thinking yeah, that. Yeah, I think
0: you said it out loud once. Cause Did I? I feel, yeah, I
1: feel like... I pondered I that every time we're in the car, and I'd be like, where's the moon? And I would just, the whole ride, I'd be like, no matter what road we we're turning, mm-hmm. I would see the moon. I'm like, how? How is it always there? <laughs> I was always, it's following me all the time. It's always yeah. there. I remember thinking that. I'm fascinated by the
0: moon, actually.
1: Always have been interesting. Well, that makes sense because you, you're you really into shadow work and stuff. Yeah. I'm totally oh, into yeah. Jupiter. I'm obsessed with Jupiter and jupiter is the, the of abundance and empowerment and expansion yeah so i think that we're really connected to whatever it is that like it's part of our purpose and mission mm. like some people might be really into venus and they're like all about the collective love and and right yeah well i'm, I'm a taurus so venus is the
0: ruler of taurus is it so it is I, to me it's about emotions, so that you can love yourself and yeah. love others That's relationships true. connection yeah yeah via the moon work fire the, the shadow work yeah yeah and that's scorpio too because my scorpio is rising so it's all about
1: emotions
0: water right
1: yeah 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 I'm, I'm sagittarius so my uh main sign is jupiter but there was two of them for sagittarius it was jupiter and mm, oh i had to look that up mm, it was jupiter and something oh, else some signs what? have
0: two two yeah like scorpio has um two as well
1: oh scorpio has two maybe it was Scorpio, not Sagittarius.
0: Jupiter Let ruler. Let me see. I forgot. How did I forget all this? I feel like it's it's late. We had kind of a long day. Um, the sign of Sagittarius or Pisces. Uh, wait, no. What am I doing? I'm sorry, the chart ruler is the planet. Wait, no. So Ju- you're talking about Jupiter being the ruler of Sagittarius? So yeah. no. So Jupiter's in... I think it's Sagittarius or Pisces. Are they both ruled by Jupiter? Oh no! Oh yeah, maybe
1: it's uh, that. Jupiter, Jupiter is associated with the sign
0: of Sagittarius because both represent expansion, growth, and exploration. Mm. Wait, um, if if Jupiter is the chart ruler, it means that the sign of Sagittarius or Pisces is in the is on the ascendant. It says here, but I don't know. Hmm. Jupiter's a king of the gods, the rule of Sagittarius. So no, I don't know if Jupiter is a ruler or anything else. Eh? Hey? <laughs> oh oh no no okay okay this makes Which, sense jupiter rules sagittarius and
1: co-rules pisces that's okay that's probably what i was thinking yeah, about but okay. it doesn't have yeah sagittarius yeah but i do know that um but some signs have two planets right i top of two planets having two signs one planet having two signs i mean yeah yeah or
0: not, not a lot actually wait give me a second so we're talking about scorpio Scorpio. Um, I can't remember what planet was Scorpio. It ruled by Pluto, a planet that governs both destruction and transformation. Um, and Mars also. Mars is Scorpio's ascendant. Damn, those ruler. are some strong planets right there for Scorpio. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So Mars is a co-ruler of Scorpio. Yeah. Oh, co-ruler. Because Pluto was, was discovered... Actually, not... Pretty recently, if we think about it. I don't remember the year, but... So, once that was discovered, that's where Pluto came They in. took it off as a
1: planet, though, formally. Now? Not too long ago. I oh, mean, I, I mean, years ago, probably. But I don't think it's considered even a planet anymore to, like... I don't know, an entity like NASA, probably. Really? I, yeah, but for astrology, it still is. The interesting tidbit, Jupiter, actually, is... It's um, a dwarf planet. That's right. Okay, that's what it is. That lies in the... Cupier belt yeah so that's the destruction that was a galactic war all those residual mm-hmm. pieces you find there that was a galactic war and that was left over
0: i'm so fascinated by even astronomy i think it's so crazy that we don't know that much right we think because we know, we're not but consciously we
1: prepared to understand more. i think that's, that's the thing. only reason
0: i agree with that that energy.
1: That's that's just another way of understanding that we cannot bring in as a planet and as a uh, collective things that we're not all ready to understand. Okay, now I see. What you're saying. Why is Pluto no longer a
0: planet? Pluto is now classified as a dwarf planet because while it's a large enough to have become, I'm going to read this because this is interesting. Uh, da, 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 people around the world. Okay, so Pluto is now classified as a dwarf planet because while it is large enough to have become spherical, it is not big enough to exert its orbital dominance and clear the neighborhood surrounding its orbit. Mm. But yet, we think about it in the energetic sense, and Pluto has... A lot of power. We've seen it in the last couple of years. Dude, it's done destruction big time. It is about destruction and, like, re-flourishing transformation. Yeah, but that's just cause it, cause that's from the
1: perspective of third-density... Third be people that like look at what it, what fi- defines a planet go mm. ask the cosmos and be like it's a planet it's affecting you get over it yeah <laughs> it's,
0: it's we're here all about the labels right 3d is all about labels and yeah. putting things into boxes and making sure everything's in order and you're just like that's not how things work energetically
1: sometimes right no it's not it's definitely mm. not definitely mm. not yeah um and jupiter i was saying that like just now with that jupiter jupiter supposedly because our system is going to change when we go into fifth dimension, also the way the planets affect us and who is going to affect us and who's gonna be part of our system um, or energetic system that changes. Jupiter's in training to become its own sun. Mm. So the the idea is that Jupiter's in practice now, so it actually affects us as a, as if it if were a sun. It's beginning to practice to be a sun, and it's using its practice on at least Earth. I don't know about how what contract it has with other planets, but. For us from a cosmic perspective, Jupiter is starting to practice the sun and we're like allowing it mm. to implement its energies to help us. So um, think the sun is Jupiter, Jupiter is the sun. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, all the ast- they keep saying the astrologers are going to have to adapt their studies and their understanding of how we're affected because fifth dimensional reality, when most of us are in it or about to get into it, we're going to start being affected very differently. The Astrology is going to be different for us.
0: Hmm,
1: I would so, think so. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It's funny because um, the more we get into like the Mayan um, calendar, so which would have like, would have began for us. It began in uh, the tw- after the 12th of December, the 2012 I talk about. That's when we began, we ended the apocalypse. That was the apocalypse, right? And we began a new era and so the Mayan calendar is basically saying we began the time of no time. Mm. So the more we go into the more years that pass by, the more we're gonna be like, dude. What? What day is it? <laughs> like, because linear time actually is no longer a reality for us. But the problem is the structures that keep us going the way we have to live life are saying you gotta still do your this for this hours and gotta go over yep. here on this hour. So it's like we're sur- we're basically in survival mode in that sense. Oh yeah.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: It doesn't function that way, but we're having to figure out a way to function with it, and we're realizing we don't have enough time to do everything we used to do, and we're wondering why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, what the heck's going on here? Good luck with that, because every year that passes, the time of no time becomes much more quicker in its way of uh, moving, affecting us too. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that. We'll see how that pans
0: out. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We should be supposedly Mm. uh, utilizing from now on the Mayan calendar. That's the one that's going to respect our real time and allow us to do all of the work and the shifts and the stuff that we need to do. But Mm. the problem is most of us are controlled by the Gregorian calendar still. We still have to do our job this day to this day, vacation from that day to that day, work from that hour to that hour. And so that's limiting us because the reality is it doesn't function that way Mm -hmm. anymore. Not anymore. (laughs) This reminds me a little bit of... We were just hanging out with a really good neighbor of ours. Shout out to our neighbor that we love you. She listens to the podcast, by the way. Yeah, so she's going to be listening to this. She's like right next door. Um, And then a really good friend of Lorena's. And so we were hanging out with both of them just now. And she was saying like the time where she experienced Christmas three times. (laughs) 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 Because she had been in New Zealand... Yeah. And then after New Zealand, she f- California. Oh, California. No, I'm missing. No, we're missing one. Did you say somewhere? New Zealand. Then she flew back towards California, California. and then in uh, the UK. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was like, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy, Happy, Happy Boxing Day, day. <laughs> like, oh.
0: Groundhog Day. <laughs> it's a it's a longer story. It's a longer but story, but it and fun. it has a lot of tidbits. But that goes but to show, like you can. Sh- that's reality yeah. now, though.
1: That's that's why that's why I'm thinking thinking about her story just yeah. now. That she told a little like an hour ago or something. Like that's our reality now, but the thing is, the systems that keep us um, in control, sort of say, they're not—they're not letting. They know, by the way, they know, but they're not letting us know because that's Mm. the only way to keep controlling us. It's it's a control tactic. It's control, definitely, one hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I think I think this is good. Yeah. I think we fit in everything we wanted to get in there. Yeah. Um, I think it's a really interesting perspective on the ether that you don't really hear a lot of Akashic Records reader talk about. So that's why we wanted to come on here and kind of say that, talk about that, and um, just get
0: Give you guys to so, like program. open your,
1: because another way of expanding your consciousness is understanding the same information, but now from a broader perspective. Mm, yeah. That's the process of expansion, consciousness. Yep. So, anyways, I want to say before we begin to say goodbye. Um, well, before you say that, okay, go ahead. We both do Akashic Records readings. A lot yes. of people are like, oh, you
0: do who did yeah, it's readings?
1: Yeah, like, it's weird. You would think that everybody knew that. They don't though. Some people We're both a Records reader for readers, many years yeah. now. We yeah. both we both give the service. Um, we'll leave the links below. And I'm currently doing an Akashic Records reading sale for all of August, 15% off. So I'll leave below the link where you just directly click on the link, and you can book and pick the time and the date and check out, and you're done.
0: What I was going to say is I, the price is on there, yes. Yes, you have the it's price on there. Yeah, it's already checking out with the there. price, okay, the sale great. price, okay, 15%.
1: Okay. But it's, it's very clear. i leave it 15%. clear. 15%? 15%. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Discount. Perfect. And then you'll leave your website where they can Yeah, I'll put, you. Yeah, I'll put
0: our contact forms. You can just yeah. reach out if there's any questions. And then I right invite every
1: everyone to come sign up for my Cosmic U classes, which are super cheap especially for the amount of time and preparation and energy I put into it. They're really, really cheap. Yeah, Yeah. really deep. It goes in deep to all this cosmic information even more. It helps you expand your consciousness. It's super, super, super cheap, and it's easy because it's in your own time. So all you do is sign up for it, and then you can just watch it. You have a PDF form that really brings you all the information that I'm going through in the class. So I invite everyone to sign up for that. Yep is there anything I don't think there's anything else for now yeah,
0: um, yeah just we oh, do. oh community we have a community yeah community but also we do a dual Akashic Record readings where both of us that's open right. your records we have some packages which include flower essences mm-hmm. that also include angelic healing that Lucia does and she's amazing at it so those are those are a bit discounted if you're really looking to do a dual reading with us otherwise we have hour
1: hour and a half dual readings as well uh, and I think that's it yeah. yeah and then yeah. we have a community where we dive in deeper to all these subjects as well like we did here um we're talking I about will, so many things yeah the,
0: the community is amazing i will say that and also they're supporting lot, each other really yeah nice. people yeah. are helping
1: each other with their own healing and health and well-being yeah. and they're all giving each other advices and everyone's freaking amazing and cool yeah like they're
0: so cool. and you get discounts on readings if you go, join the community too <laughs> yeah yeah, you get discounts on, on our services. Dual
1: readings and personal readings, and yeah. Um, and I don't think give it courses. And yeah, of course, you get, courses, courses if you get a discount there. You community. get a discount
0: there, that's true. Yeah. I always forget everything we're like doing there. <laughs> yeah. I'm also sending out my workshop email, I think today. So you guys hear this on a Monday. I've been sending it out today. Um, which is basically I'm going to be offering some ancestral and family healing via group workshops. So I am have a date in August and a date in September. And then after that, I'll see what other dates come up in the year or how often I do them. Uh, and that's something I'll be offering for free quarterly on in, in the community. So that's also another perk you get when you sign up there. So All the links will be in the show notes. Check them out. Feel free to contact us with any questions that you have with any of the things that we've talked about today. And yeah, we'll see you all next week with a new episode. Bye guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you.